0: Welcome into the Bench Bros Pick Show, where we give you all the best gambling lines and give you the best winners of the week and kind of break down a little bit more sports action, too, Um, especially with the NFL. We had a crazy game last night with a game that everyone thought that was going to stink, but it ended up being one of the best games. Uh, So far, it's the game of the year, in my opinion. But uh, I'm Wesley Splane, and I'm joined by uh, a co-host of the You Know I'm Right podcast, Joe Calbriese. What's up, dude? What's up, Wes? How are you doing? Long time good, good to see.
1: Finally I know. See
0: it. Yeah, It's great, man. Well, I mean, I haven't talked to you about like Tom Wilson pretty much being in the Rangers' head yet, which he, he we'll, is. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Right. How's everything going? If you want to do a little introduction to yourself, since you are brand new to this uh, Bench Bros organization. So uh, go ahead, uh, give a little background.
1: Yes, yeah, so one step at a time, we'll definitely get to Tom Wilson. Uh, met you while we were working in Secaucus, Jersey. Uh, back, well, we'll say for Disney, uh, DSS. Yeah. Um, so since then, uh, I kind of did some some of the same, same work for MLB.com. Uh, kind of been laying low for now, but uh, Nick, my friend Nick and I, uh, Nick Durst, we have our podcast, which is called You Know I'm Right. Uh, we basically bring on sports media people uh i've had a couple of really cool entertainers on some people in the news world uh and we essentially wind the clocks back to get their origin stories and it's a very professional minded podcast uh like i said we've had a lot of really great big names on so if you want to check this out you know Mm -hmm. by all all means go uh, right ahead uh and like i said we'll definitely get to tom wilson (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that pierre mcguire interview that you guys did i checked that one out that was a uh, really cool to know his background when the things of like being the general managers of like in the back behind the scenes with the penguins and like just going into the deep roots of canada pretty much and that now it makes sense why he knows where everyone is pretty much when it comes to like minor leagues and everything he's so connected into that but um knows
1: his stuff we were gonna have him on a second time and unfortunately the uh the day before that we were going to have him on, he ended up taking the, the job that he currently has now. With, with the, the
0: Senators, centers. right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So we, uh, like I said, we've been very fortunate. A lot of great people, especially people who worked at NBC, who had hockey for the longest time, which made it easier for us. So got to make a, a really tremendous amount of great connections. Uh, we had Kenny Albert on, for anybody who also listening to this, who was a huge hockey fan. Uh, We had the Islanders play-by-play guy on Brendan Burke recently. Burke is awesome. He's going to be one of our next podcasts that drop. I believe it's going to be the one next week right as the preseason starts. And he is one of the play-by-play guys for TNT now. So Kenny went over to TNT. Burke's going to be one of the guys there. Yeah, Kenny's the lead guy, right, for TNT? Yes. Yes, that's what it's looking like right now, which my friend Nick and I are very, very happy about that
0: yeah i i'm kind of excited to see how this hockey thing goes with tnt and espn i mean it seems like they're doing a lot more prime coverage with like abc and uh tnt's like putting their little uh connection with ball Pisnet and uh wayne gretzky together on the desk so interesting stuff
1: yes they actually have the stars coming out which is going to be fun uh Definitely a little bit of the holdover crew from both the NBC side of things. and Right, you have the to. They're the experienced ones. Yes, so you definitely need the familiarity there. But uh, I'm really excited because there's going to be a time here in the in the spring when Turner has basketball on, hockey on, NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs on. Uh, March huge, Madness. March Madness, and I'm a huge pro wrestling yeah. guy. So it's like now they have all elite wrestling as a counter to like WWE and they're hot. Uh, CM Punk came back, so uh, their schedule. Once you know the, the the clocks turn and February ends and March comes around, you know TNT, CBS is going to have it, and obviously they still have that MLB playoffs, so uh, big moves for them. You know, I'm maybe very, very CB, excited. maybe
0: CBS gets a game since it's a Turner company. You know, that's
1: very possible. It's very very,
0: very possible. possible. Well, since you said baseball, there was a let's just do. A, one bet that I'm kind of interested in. And that's like the AL MVP race. It's Otani's been like the massive favorite, but I've been looking at like Vlad jr. And if he wins the triple Crown, it's, it's a really good, like future to kind of get on. But now it, it was at plus 1500 on Wednesday. It kind of shrunk down to plus nine fifty. It seems like a lot of sharp money's coming on Vlad. Do you think it's crazy to even take a flyer on Vlad to possibly win? Oh, I, I think
1: show- I, I think, the historic significance of the Otani season is really important, but the writers, the writers have gotten it wrong before they get it. Yeah. They totally
0: have a (laughs) lot, a lot actually.
1: Um, but no, but I don't, I don't hate the Vlad move. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he does get the triple crown because Salvador Perez currently has 45 home runs. So,
0: yeah, but I'm saying this too. It's like, how how much of a significance is the MVP when it comes to, like, teams in the playoffs? Because the Angels are just nowhere near close. And, like, right, Otani's well, great Jays, pitching. I was about yeah. to say, Otani's great pitching and hitting and stuff like that. But it's not like, you know, he he's up there with the home runs. But he's not, like, doing it crazy for the Angels to put wins like the Blue Jays are. You know, the Blue Jays are, like, on a hot streak in September. Yes,
1: if they end up making the playoffs it's going to be very very close because at that point even though the blue jays have more talent across the board than even i would say the angels have and the angels definitely have some really nice top heavy players but you know the pitching is always the issue the depth it's the the angels
0: dude it's it's always the angels
1: I mean, if the Blue Jays make the playoffs, and again, that lineup one to nine is very good, and Robbie Ray mm-hmm. is going to be in contention for the AL Cy Young, and I mean, they've had pretty solid pitching performances all season behind those guys, with guy even guys like Ryu and and Steve Matts, and yeah, but but the the Blue Jays don't lack talent, right? But if they do make the playoffs, that might be enough to push Vlad. So I think throwing a flyer bet on him is not necessarily the worst thing in the
0: world. I, I put five on him when he was at plus 1500. I was like, okay, sure. Like, let, let Why me not? cash this in. If it does, it's just five bucks, you know? Um, let's go to the NFL. Uh, what a, do you have an opinion on the game last night? I mean, you're a Jets fan, right? Just like trying am. to establish. I am. So, I mean, you got Zach Wilson. That's a bright spot. I, I'm a true fan of Zach Wilson, but, um, the game last night was just like crazy in in the nutshell for like Giants fans and Washington fans. It's just pretty much defines what the NFC East is. It's like subpar football talent makes a lot of mistakes, but a thrilling finish,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, the game was exciting last night. Uh, the problem was at the very end of the game, still outside the two minute warning, when James Bradbury makes that pick for the Giants, their yeah. first their first thought has to be, okay, we need to get the first down, and basically when you start a drive like that where you're right inside or right by the red zone. In
0: the red zone, yeah.
1: You gotta, you gotta be thinking six. You can't be thinking I'm gonna settle for a field goal, and unfortunately, the drive that followed wasn't necessarily the cleanest drive. I mean, Washington no. kind of struggled a little bit getting down the field, but they got downfield just enough, and the penalty is, is obviously a huge killer, but the Giants have to go for six there. They didn't go for six. They settled for three. Their kicker is automatic, sure, but that—that's ultimately why I think they did not end up winning the game. Because I think if they get a six there, I definitely do think that their their defense would have been able to to hold on and and at least you know, keep the Washington away from the end zone there and in that in, inside the final two minutes. I mean, they had a, about a minute or so, about a minute, ten minutes, twenty seconds to get to where they needed to go on the field. And they did. And yeah. And like, you got to gotta try, try to, you got to
0: try to burn Washington's timeouts too. Cause they had a bunch of timeouts that they could have used to their disposal. I I know, they did. I know
1: that was the thought process. They ran the first two plays, which required both timeouts, but I mean,
0: pass or something. Cause to, like Shepard was run, killing them.
1: You have to run a play on first down. That's a safe bet to at least get four or five yards. And right. with the way and with the way Saquon kind of runs behind that offensive line, no guarantee. Kind of saw on that play. He struggled. They didn't really get anything out of it. Sure, Washington had a waste the two timeouts, but ultimately in the end it didn't really matter, did it? So
0: Yeah. Well, if if like that Daniel Jones penalty doesn't happen, if Dexter Lawrence doesn't jump off sides, if Slayton catches that touchdown, right. we'd be talking different. Giants would probably be one and one and Washington would be 0 and two with the Brutal gauntlet ahead of him.
1: Yeah, I didn't but. like I didn't like the the flag on that Jones touchdown run. I, I, I thought the defender was already turned out of the play. Wasn't yeah. really gonna make I you know, sometimes I, I mean you logistically you could say, okay, does that look like a penalty short? Sure. Are you gonna call it a penalty? I don't know. You know, ultimately, like I said, I, I think when stuff like that happens in plays that are ultimately aren't gonna change the result of the final play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing I didn't like that flag, but
0: it was holding though. I it mean, it was,
1: that's... it was. But like I said, it just to me it wasn't going to change the result. Jones was going to score regardless. Defender was taken out of the play. The angling was terrible. Receivers aren't blockers. You know, the whole nine yards.
0: The the thing is, is just Daniel Jones just can't catch a break on Thursday night. I mean, he just can't when it comes to getting into the end zone. <laughs> he, he's uh,
1: he's zero for six. In primetime games, and no quarterback has ever started their career over seven in primetime games. So,
0: I mean, the the notorious one is him like tripping last year, getting in the end zone. Yep. Then he finally stays on his feet this time, and it gets called back by a flag. It's just like, should Daniel Jones even bother running the football? But I will say, with all the slack that he gets for like being a QB or whatever, he runs the RPO really good. Like he, does, he really he does. He, he really fools the defense on that, mate. And it's like his speed is very deceiving. I went to the um, Giants Broncos game, and I saw from the red zone angle, he he's pretty freaking fast. You look, he, he don't look like it because he's wearing that big old uh, bulky flat jacket, but he he can move.
1: Yes, he definitely can. He he's always shown his ability to, to run inside outside the pocket. He's like he's like bizarre World Josh Allen. He's like people. Thought what Josh Allen was actually going to be?
0: Yeah, that's Josh Daniel Allen Jones, and,
1: and and then Josh Allen uh, was drafted into a, a little bit of a better situation. He's got a good head coach there, but right, uh, but yeah, so Daniel Jones kind of has the, the the same Josh Allen vibes.
0: So, what was your like um, opinion about the first week of the NFL season? It was t- dogs were twelve and four against the spread. We saw a lot of things that we weren't expecting. Especially with the Packers like laying an absolute goose egg in Jacksonville against New Orleans Saints, Um, Kansas City looks like they're just never going to lose again, which I hate too. But like, what what was your takeaways from Week One? I mean, the Jets all o- Jets kind of almost <laughs> won that game at, for a second. I was like getting scared because I had Carolina minus four and a half. I was just like, uh oh, like the back doors come coming, and it never came. I was like, never came. <laughs>
1: I would have I would have told you last week to play Carolina. knew that was Oh dumb. yeah.
0: That was a strong play from of mine and I was just like sitting there and just like uh-oh, they scored a touchdown. They, yeah. they could get a field goal and then try an onside kick which would screw me, but
1: I think the story of week 1 were uh those core four kind of group of teams that everybody kind of said came out of the break and out um, of like in the start of the season, and, and just did not look good whatsoever. Green Bay right. did not look good. Tennessee did not look good. Buffalo did not look good. And Indianapolis did not look good. Now, to be fair, those were four you know tough games for you know those those eight teams that played. I mean, Indy has no shame losing to Seattle. Uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee's got no shame losing to Arizona. Uh, Green Bay had no shame losing to New Orleans. Jameis looked awesome. Uh, should have started the Saints playoff game last year against the Buccaneers. If Jameis starts that game, they probably win. So,
0: oh, uh, interesting.
1: That's that's I, I felt that in January, had- and I felt and I feel that now because totally Seabreeze was at the end, forcing a lot of throws in that game.
0: He had a sick pass in that game, just a nice floater to a wide open. Uh, was it Sanders or someone else? I think it was Sanders. Yeah. Just a nice beautiful play, but uh that's and the Buffalo biggest story, yeah. Yeah,
1: so yeah, was Buffalo
0: was just interesting because, like, they if that block punt happens, maybe it's a different ball game. I felt like they, they were just going for it on fourth down way too many times. Like, right. I don't know if you saw the one play where it's like Josh Allen like literally stepped back and threw it at Devin Singletary like five yards in the backfield as hard as he could. And I was just like, What the hell kind of point was that? You know, like <laughs> I I love Josh Allen just just like toss him the ball, or just don't zip it at him. <laughs> but yep. uh, it's like I didn't believe in Pittsburgh, and their line looks awful. By the way, their offensive line—I'm just not a believer yet in them. And Arizona just looks like they're—they're they're legit. And when I said last week on this show, um, Arizona's over under was eight wins, and they were like plus six hundred to win the division. Yeah. I mean, like it was just a total value piece. Like I mean, everyone whole, was looking for their values and that was the biggest value on the jump with all that talent sitting there.
1: The whole NFC West has the opportunity to finish with eight or nine wins or better.
0: They're, they're, they, they're the best. They they're do. the class
1: division of the whole
0: league. I just don't know about Sanford. I think San Francisco is just way too like getting too many props. Like they're still favored to win the division. And it's just like, all right. Yeah. We get it that, a lot of people were injured on your team last year, but you're kind of dealing with that again right now. It's like, is it an injury problem? Is it consistently an injury problem? How how deep are the 49ers? It's just, no. I, I can't get into the 49. And like seeing them go from 41 to 17, and then all of a sudden it's 41, 33, and the lines end up covering the spread. It's just how can you buy into a team like that that's going to, like, with two minutes, give up 20-something points? I
1: think that'll sort itself out in the next couple of weeks.
0: Sure, and it's Detroit as well, but you can't be doing that against, like, Seattle or the Rams right. or anyone right. like that. Right. Like, and you can't do that this week to the Philadelphia, for that matter. You can't do that. No, nope. that's fair. So, was there any... um Future props or like any like week one winners that you were like uh, sweating out or anything like that. Like, do you have any over unders for the season or what are your expectations? Any like MVP, Super Bowl uh, things of that nature. So I didn't
1: put too many futures in, but I have a friend who did, hmm. and we have we have Kyler Murray to win an M- MVP now. I plus what got, I that I forgot i I don't remember the exact total he i think he was he had to have been like the third or the fourth choice on the board behind
0: probably like 15 to one or something like that
1: yeah i would i would say at least it had to be at least 12 to 1 if not 15 to 1 so somewhere around that ballpark sounds right uh we've got calamari to win mvp so that kind of goes along with what you said about the cardinals and and taking that futures
0: um and then what else does he have there was a lot of like futures that I was like intrigued with. Like um, like I said, Carolina. I thought Carolina is better than advertised. Of- they were at like seven and a half. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. that over. Right. What do you think about the since you're a Jets fan, right? They're sitting at five. And from what we saw last week, the O-line is bad. But like they have a lot of young pieces on defense to relatively keep scores close, and we saw Zach Wilson what he can do running out of the pocket. Like, do you think five wins is doable for this Jets team? Looking I think at the that's, rest of the
1: NFL, I think that's the ceiling. That's the ceiling. So like them, the floor is like winning.
0: three or four,
1: right? Yeah, I agree. It's 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 very very narrow. They'll either they'll either win three games, four games, or five games. I can't see anything more than that.
0: So then this week they have the Patriots, and that line is at five and a half. They're home dogs, division home dogs, which, like, if you look at the history of division home dogs, it goes well for the home dogs. But you think they have any shot? Uh, They'll keep the game
1: competitive. Uh, Mac Jones looked really good last week, though, and he looked good in the preseason, and mostly anybody who followed that realized that he was beating out Cam and he was eventually going to take the starting job. Um, Right. But, yeah, I mean, New England played a really tough game against Miami last week. Could have easily won that game. Very close game. Uh, I think Belichick has something now to at least work with uh, Mm -hmm. as he's starting to wind down that great career. Can't see him coaching another 10 years. If that does happen, that's incredibly wild. But he's got a piece here. He's got – Jones looked really good. And uh, I think the Jets will come out a, a little bit better than they did last week. Last week, they the first half was just miserable, couldn't get anything going. Offense did not look good whatsoever. And then they, they scored twice in the second half, so I think that will come out a little bit better. But uh, I just I, I can't see them beating New England here. I still think they have some things to sort out. The uh, like Beckton getting hurt does not help matters yeah. whatsoever. And that that, that injury
0: was, sounded way worse than what it was. It sounded yeah, like it oh yeah, my kneecap literally came off. I was like, "What right. what the hell is happening?" <laughs> but dislocated kneecap, it's going to be okay. Just like it, it, he's okay. It's like um New England and Miami watching that game, I was like these two teams are literally the exact same. They're yeah. the exact same team. New England is like They're going to be probably like a run-heavy team, like give it to Damian Harris, let's play good defense. Mac Jones is going to dink and dunk until he figures out what the actual playbook is. The Jets is just like, let's just go out there and see what happens at this point, (laughs) right? Just like, let's throw Ty Johnson out there for a couple carries. Then let's get uh, the Scott running back from UNC. Maybe Devin Goldman does something. It's Corey Davis is good, though. I like Corey Davis.
1: No, I like Corey Davis, too. That was a really good signing.
0: Uh, I, think, just, I, think,
1: I think he will end up being a 1,000-yard receiver.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He might he might We're miss
1: t- that number this year, but I think in the, the following years after this year, I think he, he's got a few in him.
0: For some reason with the Jets, they always have a good outside number one receiver from yes. like years in and years out. It's like Brashad Perriman showed flashes. is just like, man, this guy could be really good on the outside if he stayed there. But then it's like the whole injuries thing. And then Denzel Mims hasn't been going with it. Like they got good slot guys in Jameson Crowder. And I'm not too sure what happened to Elijah Moore. I guess it was just like he was feeling out the game, maybe just different play styles when it comes to the NFL with everyone being quicker. But Corey Davis is legit as the outside thing. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if you're doing like a DFS thing with a daily fantasy or whatever. Corey Davis is probably like a really good buy low option. Yeah, you he's know, always do that.
1: He's always a good value uh wide receiver 3 to plug in there.
0: Right. So, are there any uh we two spread lines that you're looking at any over/unders that like really stand out to you that you're just like, "Man, I got to hammer this team" or you're really struggling thinking about a certain game and you're going back and forth on it?
1: Well, the first game I do like is uh game you were alluding to before. Uh, I like the Eagles getting three at home. Uh, I think that line has since changed, right? It's
0: th- It's still three. I over on this forty-nine and a half.
1: Yeah, I've seen three and a half in a couple places. Uh, right. But the, the way the Eagles look last week, uh, I think that offense is a real deal. I think Jalen Hurts oh. is the real deal. Uh, I think Devonta Smith gives them a legitimate like number one weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, And last week, they were really good. And that was before they even incorporated Miles Sanders into the game. And I think Sanders is one of the better all-purpose backs in the league. So, uh, San Francisco playing their second straight road game. Uh, First game, they had to go to Detroit. Next game, they have to go even a little further east to Philadelphia. West Coast team, 1 o'clock game, East Coast. Uh, Philadelphia looks as if they're going to probably be slightly better than a lot of people thought they would be. All uh, right. So I, I like the 49ers, but I just think that's a, it's a tough spot for them. I think.
0: Yeah. What do you think it was more of bad Atlanta? Cause Atlanta looked, I think horrendous.
1: Atlanta is I think bad. I think, yeah, I yeah. think Matt Ryan is looks cooked.
0: They literally drove down the field It couldn't still could not punch it in, even with Kyle Pitts like sitting there as their tight end, just like right. couldn't do a fade or anything to him. And like that defense is atrocious, too. It's a tough spot for San Francisco, especially with um, it seems like Elijah Mitchell is going to be their lead back. Trey right. Sermon was a healthy scratch. Maybe he plays this week. Um, defensively, they still looked good. Like I said, it was 41 to 17 at one point, but then they kind of just like. Let their foot off the gas I don't know with Philly from the certain point of just yeah it was one week and it was like a good tune-up bad at Atlanta be in front of- I don't hate Jimmy G he's good as a game manager and he does all the right decision makings and like his throwing he might not have like the most talent but he gets it done right he's gonna I mean, be he's made
1: he's beta Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, he's made it there. He's won a bunch of games. He knows what Kyle Shanahan wants from the offensive side. They threw Trey Lance out there, too, kind of like what uh, the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts last year. So I'm leaning towards San Francisco minus three. It could be like a two-to-one-point game, but like now that it's minus three, I'd be scared to take the hook if it was three and a half, but like at minus three, I'd be more comfortable taking the Niners than... The Philadelphia Eagles, and if you're taking uh, plus three with the Eagles, you might as well just go money line plus one forty. Can yeah, do that, right? Right. So, like, that's a good game. The game I want to get your thoughts on, and I've been like, should I bounce on them or whatnot? Is the Panthers my lock last week? They're get getting three and a half at home against New Orleans, another divisional game that we talked about with like the home dogs, right? Uh, do you think New Orleans? Like, I feel like the whole. Public is on New Orleans right now because like, oh, Jameis is the real deal. You know, they're they're being awesome. He threw it to like two touchdown passes to a tight end. We haven't even heard of the whole preseason, but. Their favorite three and a half on the road. Do you think that's like a trap spot for them against Carolina?
1: I I wouldn't necessarily say trap. I mean, they they definitely earned the three and a half after the way they played last week. Sure. They earned it. And I and I, I like the way Carolina looked last week, but that offense kind of looked a little, not shaky, but uh, kinda, it's probably going to take Sam another at least three or four weeks, probably through the first month of the season, before I think he really starts looking comfortable. Uh, I mean, he's got three great, great weapons over there with McCaffrey, with uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, so...
0: I, it was good I, to see Robbie Anderson score a touchdown last week too, and do a right. whole Jets celebration.
1: I saw I saw Carolina play a game against a team that they should have beaten, and they beat that team. Right now, I get to see right. Carolina play an actual good team.
0: So yeah,
1: now I get to a see, team
0: that they're dogs with.
1: Right. So if they come into this game and they are super competitive, it's a close game, and ultimately they end up winning, I, I think mm-hmm. that would shift my perspe- uh, my perception of them. For the remainder of the season, a lot.
0: Maybe they uh, bring out that animatronic panther back out and like kind of scare Jameis now that he can finally see things like see things cool. clearly for the first time. That panther was so cool. I, didn't the Ravens do that like two years ago or something they on like Monday oh, night? They did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So weird. Speaking of, but, speaking like, of
1: the Ravens. Speaking of the did, Ravens.
0: Yeah, I think they will it.
1: bounce. I think they will bounce back this week and win.
0: Oh, hell no. I disagree fully on that one. You see that defense they can't tackle.
1: I think they'll be all right. I think that game, I mean, we we talk about games of the year. I mean, the Monday night game was really good. And then the Thursday night game last night, obviously, was really, really good.
0: Well, the Monday night game was classic Raiders, right? You literally have times to win the game and you f- flub it. Right. I mean, like the Lamar strip sack that was just a good strip stack by uh Carl Nassib, like just kind of uh, beating the tackle there. I think it was uh Staley that blo- was blocking them, but whatever. But um, yeah, it was just classic Raiders and I'm not too high on the Raiders either. Like it was uh went out of their hat. Like they're always good for like starting out strong in September, October, and then they'll fall on their face in November, December. But looking at that Baltimore secondary dude, like you don't think Patrick Mahomes is just going to carve him up. Ah, uh, I mean, you could say that
1: about any team, really. Healthy sure. secondary or not healthy secondary. Uh,
0: Baltimore, though, it's an issue because, like, you don't have no, your star, I, big star I, quarterback.
1: You know, I, I I I agree. Without Peters, it's going to be kind of a, a reoccurring issue here and there the whole season. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think I, I think the. I'm not going to say desperation because it's week two, but right. but I but I know that Harbaugh and his teams always tend to rally and kind of fortify themselves before they kind of let things get away from them, kind of let the season get away from them. So I think this is. Uh, the games being at home, I think, it is going to be super important, too, because I think if the game was in Kansas City, I would have I, I would have taken the Chiefs. But Yeah, I I, if it was in Kansas City,
0: I think the line would have been like six or seven. Six, six,
1: I agree. I think the line would have been like yeah. six and a half. Yeah.
0: I think the, the play is the over, too. The I over so 54 too. and a half. Yeah. Because, like, you look at Kansas City's defense. They're kind of going through some weird stuff right now with Tyron Matthew missing games. He didn't play last week. Bro. You have the whole Frank Clark situation. Um, but it it's typical Kansas city. It's just like, no matter what the score is, like, they're going to go and just like, get it done. like down 14 or down 11 last week. And Mahomes is like, no problem. Maybe throw it right to Tyreek Hill, like for a 70 yard bomb. It's just, I, I hate Kansas city, but I'm like, all right, I respect them enough to worry. Money is made to hear money is made to be here. So I, the me, the play is three and a half. I guess you like Lamar, you expect Lamar to have a big game? I do
1: I also think that AFC West is gonna be a really good division too? Because it's in,
0: it's incredible how both the West divisions are eight and all right now.
1: Yep. All eight teams winning in, in week one. Well, I think that'll change this week.
0: Do you think Jacksonville beats my Denver Broncos this week? Is that what <laughs> that's
1: not that's not gonna happen. I think the Broncos are gonna be really good.
0: Dude, I love I love the way that we start the schedule, especially with Teddy B looking like be, he's resurging.
1: I, I think this is the best, and it's unfortunate that Judy got hurt again because oh, with, dude, Gary, looks so with good. Gary Judy, this is the best overall skill group that Teddy Bridgewater has ever played with. And right. Definitively, this defense will be the best defense that he's ever played with.
0: So... And by the way, going and seeing Judy running in person is absolutely crazy. He runs, like, routes where you're like, dude, I would, like, literally snap my ankle if I tried to guard him. Like, seriously.
1: One one of the best route runners in the NFL.
0: Him and Keenan Allen are, like, top two in my opinion. Like, if you want to watch route running, watch those guys. But, you know, Bradley Chubb didn't play. Ronald Darby's on the IR, but they're so deep at corner addressing that with Patrick Sertan this past year. I love them to blow out the Jags, even though Jags are at home. I feel like the Jags are that Buffalo bills team from like two or three years ago to where they were like, uh, who was it that retired at halftime was it Vontae Davis. I feel like that's kind of what Jacksonville is right now. And then maybe week three or four, they like pull off a massive upset Where like, I think the spread for that bills Vikings game was the Vikings were getting like 18 and a half points or something crazy like that. And Yep. That was Josh Allen's coming out party.
1: Sure, true. It's very, very true.
0: So I like the Broncos there. Uh, another game I kind of want to get your opinion on is this uh, Rams at Colts with how good the Rams looked last week. They're getting three and a half on the row going to Indianapolis. And Indy, I would say, was good last week. It was just a big place killed them. Right? right. So are we going to see Indy like kind of – Shorten up those big plays because the Rams had a bunch of big plays of their own. With Matthew yeah, I was going to say
1: Stafford's big throws in that in that opening game aren't going to happen again. I think the Colts defense will tighten up. I think it's going to be a much closer game. Uh, I saw the Colts open up at four. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I'm seeing three and a half in most places. Uh, if you could, if it goes to four again or four and a half, uh, I would love. I would love to jump on the Colts.
0: I would too, but three, three three and a half is still like considerably four and a half, four, you know? It's close. Yeah. Close enough. Depends on who gets the field goal. Right. But it's like, did you expect anything from that Colts offense? I mean, like David Montgomery run the ran the ball pretty well, I would say, on Sunday night against the Rams right. defense. Maybe they give it off to Jonathan Taylor, up the gut kind of thing too. Rams defense usually is a good run defense, but... Last week, it looked like David Montgomery had a pretty good chunk of yardage. And with the Colts O-line and how it's been built being a run-heavy kind of offensive line, maybe Jonathan Taylor has a big game.
1: Agreed. I think it's very possible he has like 25 carries. But they Man, just that, keep feeding him the ball.
0: That team really should have gotten Julio Jones. They should have not let Tennessee get him. Right. Because like, what, Michael Pittman's your number one? TY's not playing. Is, is it Zach Pascal, too? Like hey, Pascal's there.
1: Uh, I don't know. Pittman's there. Pascal,
0: who are we missing? We're missing one more. Uh, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. There you go. That's the other guy. And that might be a, just a stay-away game for me.
1: Yeah, the Colts throw it to their backs a lot. They use their backs a lot. But, I mean, they're, again, the, the big play stuff. The Rams aren't going to mm-hmm. hit three or four big plays every week, and the Colts aren't going to allow Big plays every
0: my, week. My last like uh, this could go either way game. Seattle minus six and a half to Tennessee. What are you seeing there?
1: Uh, I very similar to the the Rams Colts game, kind of a little bit of an overreaction. I like Seattle. Right. I like Tennessee too. Uh, at this point, I, I think a lot of people are I guess jumping ship too soon on the Titans.
0: Their defense is pretty bad, though.
1: It is very bad. It is <laughs> it is a mishmash, but uh, but I, I like the Titans here again. The six and a half. I think the line's simply a little too big.
0: Do you like the over as well, fifty-four and a half? I do. I think it's going to be one of the higher scoring games of the weekend. Tennessee's offense was kind of shaky, but I think that's just more the Cards' defense being really underrated. I, I mean, could Chandler see that Jones getting there five times.
1: I could see that game going into the thirties and then Seattle winning like 35, 32 or 34, 31 or something. Right. Like that.
0: I just think six and a half is way too much right now for Tennessee to be getting.
1: I, I mean, it's only one game.
0: Sure. But it's like overreaction. Let's set the line like crazy big. It's, I mean, it's not as big as like Texans plus 12 and a half, but right. like six and a half. I feel like that's a little, if you're, leaning towards the Titans. I feel like that's more comfortable. Like you're under like the original touchdown number, right? Maybe it jumps up to seven or seven and a half by a uh, kickoff. But uh, is there any other lines you were looking at any other uh, big time favorites or anything like that, that you're kind of liking any dogs I mean, it's kind of interesting now with the dogs go, getting 12 wins against the spread last week. Does that carry over, or is it just going to flip-flop, you know? Yeah,
1: so, we'll, I mean, we'll go through each game rapid fire. Uh, sure. Browns, Texans, Browns are minus 13 now after starting at minus 11. That's way too much. I mean, that's Houston's just, not good, but that's just that's way too much. In week two. Garbage time
0: much. TD for the backdoor cover. That just screams yeah. that, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. That's way too much. Uh, Bengals looked good last week against the Vikings, against the bears. Um, but I think the bears, hopefully Matt Nagy, it comes to his senses and realizes Justin Fields is his best.
0: You got to play the kid, dude. You you, you got to do it. They totally just look agree. so unmotivated with Andy Dalton in there. And then like, right. you could tell like the players were so excited for Justin Fields when he ran in that touchdown, right? Like they want him on the field, obviously. Just, I think uh, Co- Matt Nagy is going to be one of the first coaches fired, and then they're going to play Justin Fields, and he's going to go off.
1: Yep, which is going to be funny.
0: You oh yeah, Raiders, absolutely.
1: Raiders, Steelers. Lines a little too high for my liking, but I do like Pittsburgh to win this game. So if I think Pittsburgh's gonna win defense a, is good, they're really good. Yeah. So if I think if they're going to win by a touchdown, I shouldn't really care about the six or the six and a half.
0: Right. But I, I see. I'm, I kind of like the under forty six and a half in that one. I didn't like the Steelers' offense at all. Yeah, they
1: they didn't look too great.
0: No, looked hot. Uh,
1: Bills Dolphins going to probably be a toss up game. I think the Bills right to ship.
0: That hook scares me.
1: That that game's just too close. I wouldn't touch that game.
0: Yeah, if it was at Bills minus three, I would go on it. But at three and a half, no thanks.
1: Uh, I love the Cardinals like you do. So I love that the line, Cardinals. That, they started at four and a half, and I always see this line going to three and a half. I'm going to take the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on that bandwagon ten times. We know Atlanta. We know
1: Atlanta is actually bad.
0: So yeah. this. <laughs> do this you think twelve and a half is hard.
1: big? I mean, it's a big sure, but Atlanta's not good. Atlanta might be the worst team in the league.
0: It's either yeah. them or Jacksonville, in my opinion, right now. And like I said, Matt Ryan looks cooked. And what
1: game did we not do? Oh, we did Cowboys it Chargers. Cowboys and the Chargers. I thought the Cowboys looked good last week.
0: I thought they did as well. But like the defense looks like it can be like had at some points. That's the problem. Yeah. And now with Demarcus Lawrence fracturing his foot in practice, he's going to be out. Yeah. It's like are okay. they going to be able to have a pass rush on Justin Herbert? Which like I was kind of shocked how good the Chargers played last week against Washington with right. the way holding uh, the D-line in check and everything. But like last watching last night's game and seeing Washington play that way against Daniel Jones, it's going to be second thoughts like, eh, maybe Washington is just not clicking yet. But kind of impressed with what the Chargers are doing. With, it seems like Justin Herbert was the real deal anyway. I don't know why there was so much hype going against him. Maybe it's just because like that's the way Oregon's run-first team mindset was just didn't give him the opportunity to go out and sling the ball. But he looks legit.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to be like I don't think he's going to be a fantasy winner in terms of like putting up stats. But I right. feel like that team's gonna be really good.
0: It just depends on if Austin Eckler can play like all sixteen or seventeen games, you know, with his hamstring I and then like I is the defense gonna hold up.
1: I wouldn't touch this game either. But if I was gonna play the game, I'd play the Chargers laying the point. I play
0: I played the over. I played the over fifty four and a half too.
1: That's fine. And, <laughs> and last game, Monday night, Detroit Green Bay. Green Bay will bounce back and beat the Lions.
0: Oh yeah. I think I think they will like pumble the Lions. I
1: think they're gonna pummel the Lions on Monday.
0: <laughs> right? Well, Detroit kind of kept it like interesting last year until the second half. Right. In Lambeau. Maybe they do it again. I don't know. But Monday night in Lambeau Field, it just feels like Aaron Rodgers is just kind of playing this little game and just like, I'm not too focused on it. Who cares? He kind of contradicted reporters or uh, his coach, for that matter, about like it was an embarrassing loss, and Aaron Rodgers is like, no, it wasn't embarrassing. We just got our ass kicked. Whatever. <laughs> like he's playing a, it's like he's playing mind games with the organization. Just like, well, I don't, I'm not gonna give a shit if we lose or win. Who cares?
1: Yeah, it seems he, like what he's doing.
0: He sh- he should have taken the Jeopardy job. He should have taken like. the
1: Jeopardy job. He seems like it, it seems like his heart's in the Jeopardy job.
0: Absolutely. He he was like living the best. Now he probably took the to heart. Like the shots he got from that one contestant was just like, why did like they kick the field goal, Aaron? Why'd they take you off? <laughs> it looks like he was just like prime Aaron, just sitting there just like having fun or whatever. And then he's like, shit, I got to play for the Packers. Like, damn it. Like, He's probably the only one that hates his job as an NFL starting quarterback. He's probably the right. only one that hates it, <laughs> but loves his life afterwards. But yeah, uh, I was kind of impressed with the Lions. I don't think they're that bad. I think they could probably win six games. Yeah,
1: they don't look as bad as I thought they would either. But again, it's the, a long season. The defense they're only five is the by problem. week five. Yeah. And then The defense losing, is
0: the big problem. Yeah, and, and I,
1: Jeff Okuda to a torn Achilles is that
0: how. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. But they got a lot of cap space to go get uh, somebody else if they wanted to. Sure. You know, Richard Sherman is out there. Maybe he plays for Detroit. Possibly. I don't know what kind of system Detroit runs. It just seems like they just throw guys out there and it's just like, hey, let's let's kind of like try to stop Aaron Rodgers and see what happens, and it doesn't work out. Yes. But uh, what's your What's your like? If you had three picks to give out, like your card, what's what's your card? My card for, for the, the NFL sleep. slate. That's
1: good. Um, can I go back and look at these again?
0: I'll start. I'll go. I'll go with uh San Francisco minus three. Okay. I'll I'll take Carolina plus three and a half. I I need a home dog at least in one of these divisional games. I'll take Arizona minus three and a half. I'll take Denver minus six. Um, I'll take the over in the Cowboys chargers. I'll take Tennessee plus six and a half. I'll take Kansas city minus three and a half. And I'll take that over 54 and a half as well. That's what I'm leaning towards. Maybe I wake up and I convince myself to take the bears. That's another one I've been like struggling with, but, um, you know, I can't just put my money on Andy Dalton being the starter there. Like you kidding? No. But yeah, so that'll I, be my card.
1: Uh, I like the Raiders and the Steelers under. I Good like bet. the Arizona laying the three and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you one more. All right. Figure out which one of my more most.
0: Confident you started with the. You started this show with the Eagles. Are you going to stick with the Eagles? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Eagles. I'm going to go against you there. All
1: right, I, had like, had- I like the I like the Eagles plus three. I think, like I said, uh, that offense, the way it looked last week. I mean, Atlanta is objectively one of the worst teams in the league, mm-hmm. but they put a they put a hurting on that team. I mean, they they spanked that team, and nobody thought they were no pun intended
0: with the hurting part, right? No, no part. <laughs> <laughs> but I just. My opinion of Jalen Hurts has not changed. Maybe it changes this week. I think this week is the ultimate like let's see how good Philly is. Like let's see where their roster is. How yeah, and let's and, and let's see how
1: the 49ers can bounce back after a game last week that right. they had control and they didn't
0: keep in control and yeah. absolutely. Do you have any college football bets? I do not. No? I do not do you to touch are you mu like uh heavy college football better or no or Used to be not anymore. Not anymore. I've been like aced on everything,
1: but yeah,
0: I'm acing on college football because I look for like the little, little teams that no one knows about. And I was like, yeah, I'll take this team as a favorite. Why not? And then it just works out, right? So I think Army kills Connecticut. I can give you that one right there because Connecticut is probably the worst program in the country, right? Minus 33 and a half. I like Alabama to cover. Um, if you want more college football thing, you can listen to CFP 100. That's on bench, bros. No, no big deal. Uh, Nevada minus one Cincinnati minus three and a half. Uh, Ohio state minus 24 and a half after losing to Oregon. I think they bounce back and kill Tulsa. I like Memphis money line Penn state minus five and a half in the wide out against Auburn. I think Bo Nix is so overrated. Uh, Boise state minus three and a half BYU plus three and a half and Fresno plus 10 and a half. Now, with, like, NFL quarterbacks, this Nevada kid, Carson Strong, I've been raving about him for, like, weeks now. He might be the best pick in the draft. Like, he might be number one overall. He's going to have a Zach Wilson type year. So, like, if you haven't seen a Nevada game or anything like that, I'm telling you, this Carson Strong kid, he is legit. He throws an awesome deep ball. He's not, like, the new school mobile quarterbacks of nowadays, but, like, he's, like, the standard stay in the pocket, let me show off my big arm, you know?
1: So he's going to the Falcons, basically.
0: <laughs> Probably, right? Well, the Falcons need freaking everything, so I don't know. Uh, do you touch in any baseball, or like, is there any other bets, or do you want to talk about anything else? The, this freaking Yankees team—I'm so done with them. I just wanted to miss the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound like my
1: cousin. My cousin. Said if the same if thing. you
0: can't beat the Orioles, how do you expect to beat the Blue Jays or the Red Sox in a one-game series when it matters? Right. They just uh, can't put out the right players. If we're looking in terms of futures
1: bets, uh, I don't think the White Sox winning the American League is a, a terrible one to make.
0: Okay, not bad. White Sox are weird, aren't they?
1: I think there is value in them to win the American League. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see if if it's the Dodgers and the Cardinals in the wildcard game. Dodgers I kind of like that.
0: Out. I kind of like that because, like, if the Dodgers
1: could get past the wild card game, I, I just I don't see how they don't repeat. I mean, Max, and then you have Bueller, and then you have well,
0: Shaw. In the one game wild card, they will totally throw out Max Scherzer. You
1: have to throw out Max.
0: <laughs> but who the hell does Arizona or uh, Arizona see? I'm still like all football right now. Who the hell does St. Louis throw out there? Like, do they throw out Wainwright?
1: You have to. He's been the, the their best pitcher this
0: year. Something funky with that Cardinals team, man. It's just like Harrison Bader is just like cashing in on runs for them now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's but definitely like, something a little weird about that team.
0: I think the value for like if you're looking at league winners, I think it's the Milwaukee Brewers plus three fifty. Because you look at them, yeah, no, the they're not
1: I think there's value in both of the central teams because the
0: American they play the NL East
1: gauntlet. The NL West is a gauntlet. So, yeah.
0: So like the cent the central, the Milwaukee Brewers, they're going to bypass who the Dodgers and the giants. They're going to play the Braves in the first round, which the Braves are, by the way, credit to their GM for pulling off like what they're doing right now without Acuna. Right. But, um, like I can see them winning that series pretty easy. And then it's like, you just need them to like pull off the upset against either the Dodgers, Giants, or whoever it is out of that gauntlet. And you're just one win away. I think the value is right there at plus 350. It's the best out of all of them. I just think Tampa Bay is just like so good anyway. I just think they easily win the American League. Yeah. I that's why, as a Yankees Dodgers. fan, yeah. <laughs> that's why, as a Yankees fan, I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter. We're not going to win the whole thing right now. But it's just like, can we figure out who the hell to play in the infield instead of like rotating guys and putting fricking Torres at shortstop and second base or whatever? Put DJ at second base, man.
1: Glaber uh, Glaber is uh, done as a Yankee, I think. Uh, yeah, on, I don't think he's on the team next year.
0: They're gonna be shortstop hunting next, like this yep. upcoming free agency. Go I, not,
1: DD. Go get me DD again.
0: DD, right? I was thinking maybe they get Trevor Story. For some yeah. weird reason, that seems like a Yankee signing.
1: I mean, they've been they connected to him for
0: months. Who do you think makes it out of that wild card race, or even both wild card races? Because like, there was a while where I really liked the Padres, but ever since that Max Scherzer deal fell through, they just haven't been good. No,
1: they needed him in the worst way.
0: And the yeah, think it,
1: I, I definitely, I, I think the Cardinals will hang on for the second spot, and they'll play. Either the Giants or the Dodgers. And if they play the Dodgers, that's wild.
0: That is wild. <laughs> really is. That <laughs> you could get
1: the Dodgers out in the opening game like that. Uh, and for the American League, I mean, I, I unself selfishly, unselfishly want Red Sox Yankees, but at
0: at Yankees. I I, I, I I think mean, it's
1: gonna be I think it's gonna be Boston and Toronto and Toronto.
0: If the Yankees make the playoffs and not wild card. I think the best matchup is the Red Sox, right?
1: Agreed. Yeah, 100%. You don't want I, to I, play the Blue Jays? No, absolutely not.
0: Hell no. Hell no. I mean, I'll take the A's, but they're too far out of it. Yeah, I but think then they, again,
1: they, they slipped a little too far.
0: Yeah, then again, they struggle as well with like, are they going to be a bullpen team? Are they going to be like, they don't really have an ace when it comes to pitching, right? And I just don't believe in the Red Sox at. At all entirely to me, it's it's down to the Rays and Astros. Who comes out of the American League? Okay. The Astros are just interesting because, like, it's just the same Astros team. Like they're they got all these young, talented players, good pitching, solid. But I wouldn't be shocked that the Blue Jays just go on a run and like win this whole thing.
1: <laughs> I I mentioned it before. Just a deep lineup. Robbie Ray is either going to finish first or second for the American the Cy, Cy Young. Young.
0: Yeah, I think he is the lock for the Cy Young right now. They
1: made a great move at the deadline going out and getting Jose Barrios. I wanted him on the Yankees. I don't know why they oh, didn't dude, get him. Yeah. Um, stealing him and adding him, is that was the yes.
0: Absolutely. All right, well, is there anything else you want to say? Or is are the Knicks going to do it again? The Knicks Knicks will make the playoffs again
1: (laughs) I don't know if they're going to finish As high as four though I think that was a little bit of uh, I think they overachieved a little bit But I think think ultimately They'll be okay I think this is the year you don't have to worry about Just make sure they make the playoffs again Kind of keep the momentum Next year is going to be the year Where I think you're going to have to Watch out for that team Because I think eventually They're going to land another star Right now, I don't think it's – it's if it's happening anymore, I think it's only a yeah. matter of time. So who's the guy who steps up? There will be Absolutely. another guy.
0: There it has to. And we'll talk more basketball as, as the year goes along. Right. Uh, by the way, when the hell is Jack Eichel going to be a Ranger yet? I'm just counting down the days and waiting for that move to happen.
1: It's probably going to be an in season move now.
0: It should have happened in the offseason. What the hell is Buffalo doing? No clue.
1: <laughs> no clue.
0: That franchise had so many opportunities of being so good and yet just nothing.
1: Continuously got egg on your face.
0: I know. I'm, as a Caps fan, I'm nervous that like the end already came and there's no, they're trying to figure out how to get back there.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that assessment.
0: Yeah. It's just, let I think the nail in the coffin was letting Perry Trotz go to the Islanders. I it's just that point. It's just simply put. And we, we, you're a Rangers guy. I'm a Caps guy. But I just think the Islanders, they play so ugly, and yet they're still in the um conference championship year in and year out, and I don't think it changes. It's just sad to see that happen every single time. I think
1: it's very possible – that the Rangers and the Islanders finished one, two in that division this year.
0: It's possible. Yeah, sure. It's just the Rangers. Can they, can they pull us together? There's so much hype and potential with that team. Yep. It's just the coach uh, shaky. Who, by the way, who the hell is the coach now?
1: Oh, they hired Jerry. Oh,
0: uh, Jerry. Gallant, that's right. That's a good, that's a good uh, signing. So like maybe very, very happy about that. <laughs> maybe they figure out goaltending get it right finally this time. And you know, the potential is there with Panarin. I yeah, think I mean, Pittsburgh shackles
1: explosive lineups in all of hockey. And I think last year they were kind of not used properly at times.
0: So mm-hmm. I tell you what though, it's going to be great seeing Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson fight on the first game of the season. <laughs> it's going to happen. They're you gonna it, go up everything there.
1: full. You brought everything for a full circle.
0: Yes, I did, and it's gonna be great.
1: Ah, uh, yes, their fight's gonna be great. Hopefully, the Tom <laughs> Wilson doesn't break the the team again.
0: Nice. No, that was ridiculous. I think that was the most watched regular season game. There was some record on it in like the past like five or ten years or something. Yeah. Where it was getting thrown down. Can you imagine that being on ESPN? They're like, "All right, we got to cut the commercial. Disney, like Mickey Mouse doesn't want to see this on his uh, airways." I think they'll be all right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Well, that'll do it for this week's pick show. Uh, Hopefully, we brought you some good luck uh, last week. We hopefully we brought you some uh, winners this week. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the Bench Row Sports Podcast for more podcasts like the CFP 100. The NFL Weekly Drive is coming back. Uh, that'll be up on Tuesdays. It's going to be me and Brandon for right now. And then, uh, we'll have this pick show every single uh, Thursday or Friday to get you ready for the big gauntlet weekend. Um, is I'm so glad football's back. I'm so I, glad I could, football's back. <laughs> I, I could not stand betting baseball, it was so boring and gut wrenching. It's
1: I mean, baseball is fun, but you don't want to bet on it. It's not a game. No, baseball
0: is not fun betting on it, dude. Oh, my goodness.
1: Baseball is not a game to bet on.
0: No. The first five is like, okay. And then, like, you put your home run props, and and it's like, okay, here's a flyer here. And it's like you're playing the lottery every single day and you're just losing. That's what it is. But uh, yeah, so go subscribe to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. Also, um go follow our Twitter, Facebook at Bench Bros Sports, at Bench sports follow our Instagram at original Bench bros and follow our website, benchbrosports.com, where we keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. Go ahead, check out uh you know I'm right podcast too. Are you guys available? Like where else are you available at? Besides Spotify,
1: Spotify, iHeart. We're on iHeart okay. and YouTube.
0: All right, so go ahead. Go check those out over there as well. Um, final thoughts, uh, Joe, on, you know, this upcoming weekend getting ready to get our rear ends kicked in. I don't know. I don't think we're going to get our rear ends kicked
1: in. <laughs> <then. laughs> yeah, I mean, we're still early in the season, still a feeling out process. Uh, I don't really take anything seriously until, like, week four or week five, so uh, just enjoy the action. Uh, I think... The, the best time of the year uh, it's kind of like this time of the year, you know, windows down. Don't have to leave the couch on the first couple of Sundays of the NFL season. So enjoy it.
0: Yeah, you just be a couch potato for like, like ah, I should have done laundry today. But football was on. So who cares? Whatever. You know, right. I had a winning week. <laughs> All right. That was Joe. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week on the Bench Brothers, uh pick show. That's the show. We're out of here.